whenever I was at LSU going into new classes, meeting new students, meeting new teachers, this could have been a really great thing to do just quickly in my mind to take in my environment and see everything for what it is. Because sometimes I think I was so stressed and anxious that I would just look down and kind of put myself in a box and just want to hide and not be and not take in anything. And what this practice really allows you to do is to let go of dissociation as well. If you're the one to really block yourself from the outside world, and it's almost as if if someone were to put a hand and wave it right by your face, you wouldn't even be aware of what is going on, right? Welcome back to Blissfully Bloom. I'm Victoria, your host, and this podcast was created to empower women to love themselves unconditionally and heal their mindsets so that they can live a life of bliss. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you all three calming tools for those of you who struggle with anxiety. Or if you just have stressful moments in your life and you find it really challenging moving through those, then this episode is going to be really beneficial for you as well. I want to say back in 2017, whenever I was first initially diagnosed with generalized anxiety, I truly thought and believed that I had to be on medication to actually manage it and to lower these levels of anxiousness within me. And I really truly didn't believe that I had the power and I had that ability to actually lower those levels myself. Over the years, I have come to really add a bunch of different calming tools and resources for myself. And I'm going to be sharing with you all three tools that has really, really helped me. And and I hope that they can do the same for you. But just know that we are all different. Our bodies are going to like different things and they're going to prefer different things depending on, you know, who you are. So what I suggest may not work for you. I'm not saying that it's a guaranteed success rate or anything, but I just wanted to you know, let you know that there are some options for you. If you've never heard of some of these things before, I hope that you'll give them a try, maybe experiment with one or two of them to see what really works for you. And I mean, when you're learning to really manage your anxiety, it's going to be an experiment. It's going to take you being, being willing to see it what it is that really resonates with your mind, body, and soul, and what is really just igniting a healing sensation, you know, what really works for you, and what really does lower your stress levels and your anxiety levels. You will truly know what works for you based on how your body responds to it, you know, are you getting even more anxious with doing those um, stress managing tools? I feel like based on your body's response, you'll definitely can tell a difference between if it resonates or if it doesn't, if it's a vibe or if it's just not your vibe. 
but just kind of trust the process and trust your inner knowing, your intuition, that you're eventually going to be guided to those tools and those practices and rituals that really are meant for you and that truly aligns with your soul. Now, let's go ahead and dive in. I don't want to talk any further, but before we do, let me give a quick shout out to our sponsor. Okay, so the very first calming tool that I have, and you may have heard of this one before, it's called the 54321 method. And they each stand for something. So I'm going to break this method down for each individual number and explain to you what they mean by that. So what they mean by the five is naming five things that you see right here, right now. Because when you're in an anxious mindset, when you're in an anxious state of mind, you're worried about the future. Your mind is elsewhere. You are most likely not in the here and now. And so what this method is going to do is really give yourself permission to be like, okay, this is what is actually going on. This is where I'm at. I'm going to take in my environment. I'm going to take in my surroundings. And no matter what I see, no matter where I am at, I'm going to come to an acceptance to that without judgment, without criticizing and going down that rabbit hole or without worrying. So this tool is going to really help you practice that. So again, with the five, the five stands for naming five things that you see. For this particular first step, I would go really into detail. When you're naming those five things, don't just be like, oh, I see, I see a book. I see some clothes. I see a box. All right. How can you describe that a little further, right? When you're becoming mindful, you're taking in all of those little details. So instead of just saying, okay, I see a box. Well, what color is the box? What shape is the box? What is the texture? Just from you looking at it, not feeling it, we're not doing any feeling right now, just from your sight, what are you experiencing looking at it? How can you describe that object and really give a clear picture of it? And almost think of this as like, what if somebody never knew what that object was? How are you able to describe it in a lot of detail? to explain to them what it is and keep in mind that you don't have to create a whole five minute six minute speech for this right for each little object that you find but go into as much detail as you possibly can i would say maybe you know maybe actually this would be a good uh thing to remember five name five things but in those five things state some five facts to it okay so you found the box some other four things I can say about the box is it has the word Penske on it it's a medium-sized box it's brown and blue you know really get into those details it has ridges along the side of it and yeah, so, you know, have as much fun with this step as you possibly can. And what this does, whatever you are really looking at an object and viewing it, is it allows you to stop and pause, right? It allows you 
to look at things for what they are and come to an acceptance with it. Practice non-judgment. Practice not being so critical of everything or not worrying about something. It kind of takes your mind off of those worrying or racing thoughts that you may may be having and and is bringing you in the here and now, bringing you to where you are currently at. You know, no matter where you are, you can really practice this method wherever you're at. You can be on vacation and practicing this. You can be at your home. You can be at work or school. This is a really, really great exercise because you, if you want, you can name these five things that you see out loud or you can also do it in your mind. So you can have a little bit of privacy with this as well. So for the next step, you are going to name four things that you can feel. So whatever is close by to you or maybe even around the room, you know, you can bring some movement into this as well. You can walk to the things that you're curious about feeling and really describe how they feel to you. Is the surface smooth? Is it rough? Is it rigid? Like that box that I described. Is it prickly? Is it soft or hard? Take in what you can feel. And as you do this, you can even close your eyes if you want to really get in tune with just that object. Practice being mindful. This is a mindfulness practice of you really being in the moment, really letting go of all of those worrying thoughts. You can even take into account what you're feeling on your body, right? It doesn't have to be what is outside of yourself and in your environment, it can also be what you're wearing, right? You can feel the texture of your clothes or where you are actually connecting with the earth to your body. You could be sitting and feeling that cushion at the bottom, or you can also be standing up and feeling that your feet are grounded to the earth. This is a great tuning in part as well because with the feeling aspect you can actually start to tune into okay right now since I was feeling some anxiety like where is this anxiety taking place you can start to really notice that and sometimes you may feel some tightness in your chest or you may feel that your neck is clenching really tight and there's some tension around your neck or just around your shoulder area Maybe you even woke up that morning and your whole back was really stiff so you can just feel a lot of pain in your back. Oftentimes when we are just so focused on the future, we're not taking into account what, what's actually occurring right now and you may not even be aware of the sensations that are happening in your body. So this is a really, really great step to really connect the mind to the body. I think a really good thing to name for this one and including in the four things that you name that you feel is including something that you feel in your body, right? Really allow yourself to connect to your body again and become more grounded, become more calm, become more at peace. And then once you start to become aware of those things that are happening and occurring in your body, then it makes that part of your body easier to begin to release, right? Because sometimes it even takes just noticing, okay, maybe I am clenching up my shoulders way up high to my ears. Maybe it just takes noticing that 
and then allowing yourself to just drop them down a bit, right? And even that act of letting go and surrendering and dropping, that act alone will begin to loosen the tension that you may be feeling, which then brings that communication to your body that, okay, maybe we don't need to be so anxious right now. Maybe we don't need to be so stressed right now. And begin to worry less, right? Taking off that load on your body. Because when you are stressed, when you do feel that state of anxiety, your body is going to have an effect, right? It doesn't just affect your mind. And, you know, you may have racing thoughts or worrying thoughts, all of that. It could also affect your body. And this step really allows for you to notice that, for you to become aware of that. And we will get to how to release that tension in one of my other calming tools. But for the next step, step three is so convenient. And this is to name three things that you hear. So just to give a brief little summary, so far we have five things that you see, four things that you feel, three things that you hear. Now just really begin to tune in to what sounds are occurring in your environment. Maybe you're hearing your pet's paws pattering on the floor. Maybe you're actually cooking something right now and you hear the pot bubbling and boiling. Maybe you are hearing the outside noise and hearing some birds chirping by your window or hearing the cars roll by or an airplane roll by outside. Maybe you currently hear the air condition turn on and kick on. Sometimes we can hear some clicks and ticks in our bodies. Maybe our joints are cracking. Things like that really begin to tune into the sounds. And you will be amazed by how many things that you can actually pick up that you normally don't pick up on a daily basis because your mind kind of tunes out some of the sounds that it's been used to. And if you've been hearing the cars roll by in the morning for like, I don't know, let's say like 10 minutes and your mind says, oh, okay, that's not really important to hear anymore. So we're going to tune that out. Once you begin to bring yourself back to the actual sounds in the room, then you really start to become aware of what is all going on. Okay. So Number two is going to be naming two things that you can smell. So maybe this is the candle that you are lighting in your room. Maybe it was the food that you made during breakfast. Maybe you smell the syrup from your pancakes that you made earlier this morning. Or maybe you smell your own perfume that you sprayed on. Or it doesn't even have to be pleasant, right? It could be one of those more dissatisfying smells, right? The ones that kind of make you, ugh, your face go, ugh, no, I don't like that smell. But with this, with this exercise, really, really, again, practice that, practice being non-judgmental. You know, this isn't really your opportunity to criticize. Just let go of those urges or temptations to criticize. Even if you smell something that you find unpleasant, it could be the trash, like your garbage can is just filling up and all of those leftovers are down in there and it's just not smelling too pretty. It could be that your pet's area hasn't been cleaned in a while, so it's just 
ooh, is making you uh, cringe a little bit. Or it could just be something else unpleasant. Whether it's unpleasant or pleasant, really, I don't even like to use those words because that's, again, labeling. That's, again, judging. Just allow whatever comes up and whatever you smell to just be there, right? Allow it to be. Don't feel the need to react to it, right? Don't feel the need to be like, oh, I need to, I need to go and spray something right now and just get it out the house. Oh my gosh, I just need to get this away from me, right? This is really practicing being in the here and now, letting go of that need to control and instead just being fine with whatever is in the here and now, whatever is in the moment. Now, the very last step is to name something that you can taste. So again, kind of going back into the body, this is really zooming into your mouth area and focusing in on that. What do you taste? Do you taste your coffee that you made this morning that you were drinking? Do you taste your toothpaste? Or maybe you don't taste anything at all and that's perfectly okay. Maybe you have gum in your mouth currently tasting that fresh mint or the bazooka bubble gum that you're eating. I don't know, maybe something like that. Or again, like I said, from the last step of naming things that you smell, it could be something a little bit more unpleasant. Maybe you just woke up, right? And you haven't had a chance to brush your teeth, so you still have that morning breath. But it's being okay with that. It's saying and allowing yourself to just be. And I can bet you after going through these steps, and again, I'm explaining them right now. I'm giving some examples, so that's why it's taking this long. But normally, you know, even taking just five minutes with this method can really begin to shift your focus from worry into really just contentment and peace and bliss. So really try this out for yourself. I hope that it really calms you as much as it as much as it does for me. Sometimes I even have to go back and remember like, oh my gosh, there is this free tool, right? I don't have to go onto my phone. I don't have to go onto my computer for this. It's literally just me and just my environment. And that's all you need. You need the space around you and you need yourself. And again, just for a little summary, the five, four, three, two, one method, name five things that you see, four things that you feel, three things that you hear, two things that you can smell, and one thing that you taste. Really going through this. And I mean, if you have a lot of time on your hands and you don't mind how long it takes, you know, take your time with it. Allow, your, allow yourself this time to really take in your whole environment. And I think this is a really good practice as well if you find yourself feeling really, really stressed and anxious into new environments. Maybe you are traveling, maybe you're going on vacation and just that sense of change, even if it's a good change, right? Even if it's something that is supposed to be fun and enjoyable can bring on a little uh, stress and anxiety just because it's something outside of your comfort zone, outside of something that you know. And 
and you're going into the unknown for things, this can also be a great practice to do. I definitely wish I had this exercise whenever I was going, whenever I was at LSU, going into new classes, meeting new students, meeting new teachers. This could have been a really great thing to do just quickly in my mind to take in my environment and see everything for what it is. Because sometimes I think I was so stressed and anxious that I would just look down and kind of put myself in a box and just want to hide and not be and not take in anything. And what this practice really allows you to do is to let go of dissociation as well. If you're the one to really block yourself from the outside world, and it's almost as if if someone were to put a hand and wave it right by your face, you wouldn't even be aware of what is going on, right? It's like this fear that if you really truly were aware of what is going on, that you would feel even more anxiety, you would feel even more fear and doubt and worry and all of the above. But I think also too is what is what happens if is it becomes a pattern to dissociate when things get hard. It becomes a pattern to dissociate when you feel anxiety. And when you practice this, it really does shut down that dissociation. It doesn't allow it to be there. It literally cannot. When you allow yourself to jump into the here and now and really become self-aware of your surroundings, then it's like kind of taking off that sheet that you have been wearing, that sheet that has been blocking you from actually truly living your life actually experiencing what is going on what is going on in the here and now and and really seeing for the first time right seeing what is actually there and then being okay with it really realizing that it didn't break you being in the here and now wasn't as scary as you thought it would be being in the here and now and letting go of those anxious thoughts and worry it really wasn't all that bad, right? It may have lowered those levels. It may have decreased that sense of worry within you. And I can promise you whenever I tried this for the first time, I was like, man, where has this been all my life and why haven't I tried this? Like, what? I was really mind blown by it because I truly because once I practiced this more and more and more, I was able to become more self-aware when I was dissociating. I could tell a fine difference between blocking out my life, blocking out what is going on and just literally feeling trapped in my mind between, oh my gosh, there is just so much to experience with just your five senses alone, right? With your own five senses, it just makes you appreciate all that you can already do as well, right? It kind of ties you into that gratitude for your life again. And I know that not all of us have this blessing. And I know that not all of, the, all of us are so fortunate enough to have this ability to see or to hear. Don't take what you have for granted. Don't take your sight for granted. Don't take your hearing for granted allow 
the sounds to wash over you. Allow them to work its magic over you. There are some sounds that have such healing abilities and for you to play some certain musics back, you can literally create an environment that is beneficial, that aids in your mental health. Choose what you get to see on a daily basis. Choose what you get to hear on a daily basis. You can even choose the scents that you smell, right? You can choose your certain candles. Like literally the aroma in your room, you have the ability to choose. Are you looking to blossom your love from within and be your own best friend? Quiet the voice of your inner critic and really step into your self-love future vision? Well, I have just created a 10-week self-love program that was made for you. I have come so far in my self-love journey. I started out as my own worst enemy, my own bully, and I really didn't like being me. But now I can proudly say that I absolutely adore the person that I am. The love that was just waiting to bloom within me has now started to be a garden from within and I just feel like a whole new different woman, a woman who accepts herself and shows her authenticity to the world and if this is what you want, if you want to really embrace who you are completely and fully, I can definitely help you do that and I can absolutely help you transform and grow that love from within. I will be that support system for you. I will guide you along the way. Just know that you are not alone. And so for this program, I have created a community around it. When you say yes, you will also gain access to a Facebook self-love community group where all of the women involved in the program will be there to support you too. You can choose to have one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions with me or you don't have to invest in the coaching. You can just buy the program itself. But I can promise you that the investment in coaching with me will be worth it because you will see the transformation more quickly and when I am there to support you and coach you. If this interests you, please go ahead and DM me the word self-love on my Instagram at blissfully.bloom. My next calming tool that I have is embodiment and breath focus. Kind of like what I was saying before, when you are so disconnected from your body, when you are so disconnected from your soul, it really does allow anxiety to linger, right? And fester and go on and on and on and even just bubble up within you and it can even be really hard to let go of. So what embodiment is, is basically it means being in tune with your body, being one with your body. And what embodiment does is allows you to reconnect to your body again. 
One way that I practice embodiment is through dance. And I absolutely love this practice because not only does it give me, it gives me the chance to want to move my body in a loving way, but it also gives me a chance to release what is no longer serving me. So with this kind of embodiment practice, there's no real structure to the one that I actually do. There's it's really just a free flow dance. And it's you allowing your body to express itself in a way that it wants to. So, you know, if your arm wants to, you know, kind of move in a snake-like movement, allow it to. If your tummy wants to start going around and around in circles, allow it to. Whatever comes up for you, allow that to be expressed. And also another good way with embodiment as well is I really like to start off with shaking. Shaking meaning just literally shaking, shaking, shaking my arm, sh shaking my legs, wiggling and shaking, doing all of that. And what this does is really allow the built up and blocked energy that is either stuck and unmoving, this allows it to flow out of you. If you are really, really tense up in certain places in your body and you may be clenching, as I said before, you may be clenching your neck, you may be really just creating even more sense of, of tightness within your muscles are tense, they're clenched. This allows everything to become loose, which then allows the anxiety to move, right? If we aren't moving our bodies, our anxiety is going to stay where it's at. It's in the movement. It's in the flow where things are able to shift. I mean, I sometimes shake for about a minute or two, but you can feel the effects like almost immediately. It is absolutely amazing. So first I began shaking. I read this in a book once, but I forgot where I read this. Basically in the wild, think of a zebra running for its life. A lion is running after the zebra and it is determined to make the zebra its meal. So the zebra, of course, fight or flight response, its nervous system kicks in. It is running and gunning for it just running and running and running and running. Eventually, this, this zebra is not giving up. The lion is not giving up. But eventually, the zebra is like, oh my gosh, I am so determined. I'm just going to run my heart out until I literally cannot run it anymore. The lion is kind of annoyed. So the lion just stomps off and says, you know what? I'm going to find another zebra. <laughs> I don't know why I'm having dialogue like it's the Lion King over here, but I am. So the zebra afterwards, of course, during that time, that created a lot of anxiety, right? It built up a lot of stress. Of course, if you're running for your life, even if it was in our case scenario, you would be stressed out. Crazy enough, I just watched this video the other day of a hiker in Utah came across a cougar. And I think that is probably a rare occurrence. I'm not sure how frequent that is, but he was acting so calm throughout it, right? You don't want to 
you have to be really careful of how you respond and how you react because you never know what this big animal is going to do. So he had to really, I mean, he was terrified, but also act in a calming manner. But all of our stresses, we're going to collect stresses on a day-to-day basis. But when you go through something that big, whoo, your anxiety is going to be built up. There needs to be something and a way for you to release that anxiety. So going back to the zebra example, it is in their blood. It is in their DNA that whenever they go through something that traumatic, that stressful, that their body literally shakes. Like their body will shake for a given period of time, like naturally. And if you were to look at their body, it would literally be vibrating, right? That is their response to a stressful scenario. And what that does, it allows their nervous system to get back to regulating again, right? It allows their nervous system to cool down after being so fired up. But of course, being us humans, we have that ability to shake, right? To let things go in that way. But being in this society, it's looked down upon. It's looked down like something to be shameful of. Even twerking, right? Even twerking out in public. You don't see a lot of people twerking their booties out in public. Things like that, it's it's really looked down upon. But I can promise you that you will not regret it, okay? I mean, hey, if you get to a point where you don't care what other people think, go ahead and do you, boo. Go ahead and shake your little thing. Shake your arms, shake your legs if you are stressed, right? It's literally a tool. It's empowering for you. And hey, maybe it'll even spark some curiosity out of somebody and they're going to be like, what are you doing shaking over here? What's going on? You're like, oh, I'm just releasing some anxiety over here. I'm releasing some stress. (laughs) So yeah. And Of course, if you don't feel comfortable doing that right off the bat, give this a go in your own home. Create a sacred space for yourself. Create a space where you have some a little bit of privacy and give this a go. And then after you shake, here's what I do next. This is where I allow my body to really free flow. I twirl my head. I really circulate my neck. I bring circular movements to my body. This really allows that energy that has been shaken to really begin to allow it to release again. You are coming from like a really, really rambunctious movement and now you're taking things slow. You're allowing your body to get settled in from all of those energy shifting that it was doing. And Another thing that you can do with this to make it even more powerful is to bring your breath in. Really take those deep and calming breaths and this will really begin to calm your nervous system down as well. It acts as like a double whammy because you're moving your body in a way that is calming and relaxing you and grounding you in the here and now, but also you're using your breath to also be even more connected to your mind, body, and soul. And you will thank yourself for it. 
I actually have a playlist that I love to listen to that I can share with you all. This is this is where it gets fun too, right? Because when you instill new rituals and practices and things like this where it's moving your body, you can really be creative with it. Add in those songs, right? Because what you hear is going to have an effect on, you know, how your body responds as well. So you can even tie in the music that you use, maybe even use sound healing bowls or use music that is said to have a calming sense in your heart. So what I love to do is just kind of scroll through Spotify. I'll type in embodiment. I'll listen to some tunes, see if I'm feeling their vibes, and then I'll add it to my playlist. But you don't even have to search in the search bar embodiment. You can just search in calming sounds or you can search calming music, whatever that you feel you would love to dance to and give yourself some options too because if you only have one or three songs then you know you don't want to make it become repetitive or be or seem boring or seem like a chore you want to bring in the fun you want to bring in the bliss and the enjoyment right because that is how it's going to last for a lifetime if you actually enjoy what you are doing the very last one that I'm going to share, a calming tool, this one is to actually invest in some stress relief gadgets. If, I don't know, I don't know if you would call them gadgets, but, or just stress relief toys, right? Like the stress balls or Play-Doh. I actually talked to, I don't know if you listened to the episode, The Power of the Mind with Victoria Kennedy. We talked about using Play-Doh to really ground ourselves. And, you know, it's our chance to bring out the childlike version of ourselves as well. And I also have this little doodad, a poppet. I don't know if you have seen kids walking around with these things, but I swear they feel so smooth. I don't know. It's like that satisfying feeling you get whenever you do the the literal bubbles and you get that packaging wrap and it's the bubbles and you pop it. This is like an everlasting popping bubble wrap. And it's the sound that you get to hear as well. I mean, if I just go ahead and play with this for like five minutes or so, it's like a mindfulness practice, right? It works as a mindfulness practice, but then it also allows me to get more in tune with what is going on. Because sometimes when you are feeling anxious, when you are feeling a lot of worry or stress, those are really uncomfortable emotions, right? Those are some emotions that you may try to block or you may try to ignore or hide or throw underneath the cover rug, but they need to be felt because if you are going to continue to allow them to bubble up from within the surface, from underneath, they're not going anywhere. And sooner or later, you're going to have some type of thing that just kind of clicks. It's like the last breaking point. You're going to come to your breaking point and it's just going to be a little volcano. You are going to have this explosion from within. So while I am playing with Play-Doh or playing with a Poppet, what I like to do is just maybe even have a little bit of a conversation with myself, right? Like, how am I feeling right now? 
what do I need at this given moment to make me feel more supportive, to make me feel more love, to make me feel more peace? Come to a conclusion as to, okay, where is this anxiety coming from? You know, am I just looking at this situation from a place of fear and from my ego? Or am I looking at it from a place of love and from my higher self? How can I change my perspective on the situation? How can I change the narrative to one that is just worry, 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 to one that is just, okay, it is what it is. I will be okay. Whatever happens, happens. And I am going to get through this because it is the stories that you tell yourself. It's the way that you perceive the certain situation that can be making your anxiety levels increase and make them even worse than them than what they were before so yeah this is just a really good quick check-in tool as well you can check in with yourself you can ask yourself how are you doing how are you feeling right now this is not sponsored by pop it by the way i just i had to share that i did go ahead and invest in a pop it i even uh brought this as well whenever i'm traveling i love to bring a poppet on my airplane rides and while I'm just sitting waiting for the airplane I let go of what other people may think of it and I just bring it out I go ahead and I do some poppets <laughs> another thing though is that I would recommend these activities right these stress reducing activities like poppets play-doh crafting some objects rolling it in a little snake like I used to do and then rolling that snake in a little roly-poly-oly I mean little things like that is just so satisfying and it just has like this calming effect to me but also painting having a little art mindfulness painting session it doesn't have to be for an hour it doesn't have to take up your whole day but just allowing yourself that time and space to do some calm reducing activities so that's kind of like I know that there's many things that you can do under that list but that's like a generalized thing to put some calm reducing activities throughout your day and this can take some experimenting as I said in the beginning you may find them some things that really do instill a sense of calm and peace within you and then some things that just don't have that effect and that's okay but it's just being willing to okay see what does be willing to try new things try new things that are going to work for you so i hope that you enjoyed this episode today please screenshot this episode tag me on your instagram and let me know your biggest takeaway from today let me know what calming tools you're gonna try or also, I would love to know what calming tools you are already trying that I haven't mentioned here. I just love hearing all of the ways to manage our anxiety, right? We can have this empowerment. We can feel this empowerment within ourselves to do something about our anxiety. We have that ability to change how we are feeling to feel what we are feeling and to release those feelings and to come to a state of non-judgment. Be mindful, be forgiving, be accepting, be loving. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will see y'all in the next one. Bye!